0: Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast, because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your foamy and get ready to learn. The CoopCast is here to lead you on your journey out of Kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between Kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Eb. And we started the Surf Coaching and Education Resource, the Surf Continuum. Today, we're talking about nine things every beginner surfer should know.
1: Oh yeah, we're gonna be hitting you with some gold right now, so tune in, listen <laughs> up. Let's uh, let's kick it right off, because
0: nine's kind of a lot of things, I feel like, especially for me, someone who likes to get carried away talking. <laughs> but uh, number one, riding waves is easy. And uh, I really like this point, actually, because it kind of speaks to the whole misconception that people have about surfing, that surfing's really hard because standing on a board and popping up and balancing, oh my God, those are such hard things. When in actuality, that aspect of surfing, the the standing up and the riding the wave is probably the easiest part. Maybe aside from putting your leash on, I don't know. What do you say, coach?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it does. It just speaks to what what we, you know, the whole surf continuum and, and trying to, kinda of change the mentality out there that that's the easy part Um it's, it's just a huge one for us we talk about it a lot uh... it's easy for for people to get kinda of stuck on that that's the that's the glamorous part of surfing is the pictures and the videos of of women and men just having a blast going down the line they don't there's no there's no glory in in watching people paddle out and get worked and you know turtle rolling and almost getting run over and and all the other crazy stuff that goes out on the lineup um,
0: <laughs> right on <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's it's really important. It's 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 a it's a good shift in mentality right here. So, yes, yeah. And let's so the counter, right the
0: counter to all this is like, so riding waves is easy, but we we all agree surfing is hard. But if riding waves is easy, then what about surfing is hard? And basically, it's all the stuff like you like coach was just saying leading up to um that glamorous part, you know, paddling out and being in position for waves. And never mind the waves, what about if there's a crowd? And if anybody is just marginally better than you at surfing, they're gonna be able to position themselves better and get the better wave in the set. So, you know, adjust your, your focus at what you wanna get better at. Standing up is easy, lie down on the floor. You can get up, I know you can. And then once you're up, you can stay standing, can't you? So instead of focusing on that part, try to improve the parts that uh, get you in that position, get you to the easier part, which is leads us into our second point, surfing fundamentals. That's what gets you on waves. That's what gets you standing up and riding them. Um, But you need those surfing fundamentals to be strong. So point number two, surfing fundamentals.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, just we we harp on it all day long. It's it's paddling form and technique and um, board control. Those those two things those are those are the pillars, of of your surfing foundation fundamental whatever whatever you want to call it just it, when you get those down and when you feel like you're excelling there then it just translates directly into the amount of waves you're riding and then the more waves you're riding the more time you have on your feet um, you know starting to feel out like what your board's doing and and actually getting to try some some new lines and you know all the things that are running through your head all day long you know you you're not always just thinking about good paddling technique you're thinking about how you're riding the waves but um when you can f- shift your focus and really really get into uh you know paddling and board control and and make it a priority then it's actually it's a, it's a huge challenge for one. So it's just, it's something that's difficult to do. And it, it just rounds out surfing, you know, as a, as a complete activity, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. just what it is.
0: Yeah. So what we're like, the theme here is shift focus to your fundamentals. Those skills are the vehicle that get you to the waves, get you on the waves, get you out of the way of people. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's the 99% of surfing. So, uh, yeah, you want those to be strong. Um, all right, moving on. This is going to be a good one for you, Coach, Ev, to cover. So I'll let you take it away. This is uh, but choosing the right gear for you. Uh, and I say for you because the right gear for you is not the same as the right gear for someone else.
1: Absolutely. You know, just it's it's it can be kind of a daunting task just finding the right board. And in in this article on on, on the website, it it really helps kind of zero zero you in and give you a couple ways to kind of start choosing choosing the right equipment starting with the board um you know there's there's surf shops everywhere where you can rent boards uh there's really cheap boards online that you can find and i think it's 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 a good idea just to go out and kind of feel it out you know keep keep your eye on beginners that are down at the beach who are riding you know eight to nine foot surfboards and chat them up They'll they'll give you some insight on on what they like about their new board what they don't like about their board you know just start doing some research um and then i mean the the surfboard's a pretty big deal but when you're when you're just beginning and you're just getting going it's it's not going to make or break your session um any board getting out in the water is going to be a good thing for you so don't get hung up on that Um, and then just you know you got to go through your checklist make sure you have the right wetsuit for the temperature water that you're getting into make sure it fits properly so that it's not restricting you and and making you gas out quicker than you normally would. You know your your leash make sure you have a a proper leash so it's not falling off or loosening loosening up and bugging you throughout your session make sure it's long enough Um, and then you do a good point uh, a good way of hitting the fins it's it's really not super important you gotta you gotta be pretty advanced actually to kind of start feeling what your fins are doing underneath on the bottom side of the board and how they affect your ride so uh, don't get hung up on that Yeah,
0: for sure the fins i feel like there's so many too out there you know there's so many options there's different setups it could be really easy to get lost in that world and be like oh what fins do i need what fins do i need but like coach Ev just said you know until you're really advanced and, and sinking a rail to do turns it's hard to tell what's going on under there under the board and what feelings are coming from what aspect of the board, you know, you might think that it's your fins that felt that way, but it could just be your tail, you know, or, or, the, the rail shape, or who, who knows, even sometimes I still feel like, I don't know if it's my fins or my tail or, you know, like what's causing something to feel the way that just felt. Um, so right. just kind of trust the, you know, the big names and, and, and just get used to whatever your fins are.
1: Yeah. And there's like on, on future, you know, the future site, they they kind of break down what a thruster does, what a quad does, what a single fin does. That's that information's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, read it and then something will kind of kind of sound good to you. And, you know, that's a good good place to start. It's also like if you have an old board that you're kind of getting tired of and you think you need a new board or something like that, sometimes just uh switching up if if you have options to switch up the fin setup that's a that's a way to kind of spark some new life in in your surfing and you know it's just about staying stoked and and uh that's a good way to do it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. It's like what we were talking about when you're paddling out, you know, mentality is so huge. So if you get a new set of fins or a new board and you feel good about it, that will make a difference whether it's the actual physical fins themselves or just your stoke about it. Um, both in both cases, it leads to you surfing better. So if you got to get your mind right by getting a new set of fins, go do it. Enjoy it. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So and this is like choo- choosing the right gear. This is, this is really pretty important. Like if you have all of these in order, you know, then there's nothing holding you back. You know, mm. there's, there's, there's less things holding you back. And then, you know, towards the end of this section, you talk about, um, roof racks and straps. It's you know that's a good way, that's a good way not to be you know screaming that you're a kook when you pull into the lot if if your mm. board's strapped on the right way and it's not like <laughs> caddy corner and and loose and and all jacked up with your wax facing up towards the sun melting all over the top of your car or something crazy like that, um, so make sure you make sure you get proper. Straps and racks and and you know give it give it a dry run before before you have to do it at six in the morning or something like that. <laughs> and you're trying to go surf because it can be super frustrating. And there's no, everybody's pro, you know a lot of people have lost boards off their car or out of the back of their truck, and it's a terrible feeling. And if you can if you can not have to go through that and learn from other people's mistakes, then by all means, make that happen. Yeah, this is
0: actually making me um, realize something I want to add to that section. The the straps, the roof racks and straps is do not use bungee cords. Have you ever driven down the highway and seen someone's boards like flexing or stretching through the bungee cords away from the car? You know, as the wind's getting under it and lifting it away from the roof, and the bungee cords are just raining it in but not enough to hold it against the car. Um, Sketchy. Yeah, you don't want to be one of those people. It's 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 kooky and it's it's dangerous. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number four is where should you practice? Wow, this is a tough one. Yeah. But uh, we're going to give it our best shot. The reason this is such a hard kind of topic to cover is um, because there's definitely very easy things to say about where you should not practice, but where you should practice is a matter of learning waves a little bit and understanding how to read them, Um, you know? And and it's, I, I always forget this, I take for granted that I've been reading waves all my life, but people will look at shore break, like waves breaking right into the sand and think that's a good spot to surf, you know? Or, yeah. uh, you know, on the other hand, they'll they'll see the lineup, they'll see where all the people are out there waiting for waves and think, okay, that's the place to surf because that's where everybody is. And I understand both logics, you know, but they're just neither one of those places is the right place to surf. So ultimately, right. you know, I think I think the best way to do this audibly without standing with somebody on the beach and pointing out what are good peaks is to just say, you know, just lay down some ground rules. One of them being stay away from crowds, you know. Um, another one of the ground rules would be like, to if you're really truly a beginner, You know practice where there's absolutely no waves and and work on your fundamentals like we were talking about before that is the foundation that's the base of all your potential success is in those fundamentals so you get those things strong then you're really going to be confident when you roll up to the beach with all your equipment in in place and everything's right and you got your fundamentals ready to go because you're going to need them when you start paddling out and someone's coming at you on a wave or you see a wave you like chances are you're not going to be in the perfect spot to get it you're going to need a prone turn or a sitting turn and perfect paddling technique to go position yourself properly so uh so yeah so second ground rule would be like if you're a total beginner go to the flat water go to like the bay go to your pool in the backyard uh it really is all good stuff and don't let people like mock you for doing it because you'll be laughing at them when you're out paddling them and out positioning them in the lineup
1: yeah when when you see and check out our surfing fundamentals like you'll see that you know, you, you don't look that kooky for one, or we don't look that kooky when we're in the middle of the bay practicing, and it's just you know, it's it's actually it's pretty difficult to go through all these exercises even in flat water and have perfect form and all of that stuff. So even a lot of surfers who've been surfing for for a long time could benefit to going back and and taking out that um, that craziness of. Ocean waves and white waters coming at you from all different directions. Like you've you've never been in a controlled environment, so you can actually really focus on these things. And and it, when you do take the time and go to still water, I think it's it's super valuable. Yeah,
0: it really is. It really really is. And and we're gonna be rolling out like a little practice training um, classes this summer that we're gonna guide you know with you. And it's actually gonna be really challenging because. Since there are no waves, and since the goal is not whatsoever to catch waves in that class, that means our focus is on the fundamentals entirely, like 100%. And if that's the case, then we're not stopping. We're going to have you running these drills and practice uh, you know, routines that we have over and over again. This is like high high energy, fast heart rate kind of class, um, but it really, really pays off when you get out in the ocean, you'll see. Absolutely. So, And then the last thing I want to say about where you should practice is, if you get on, so we're, we're doing this whole episode, this whole podcast episode based on an article we wrote, uh, and we posted it up on the website, uh, the surfcontinuum.com, and it's, it's called What You'd Expect, Nine Things a Beginner Surfer Should Know, and we got this great aerial picture of a lineup on a great day. And um, you got to go take a look at that and study it and understand the different parts of a beach because just because you see all the surfers lining up for, you know, the set waves, the great waves doesn't mean there aren't other sections of the beach that have off like that have something to offer to a beginner, which on this picture is actually marked. We marked out this one little beginner peak that is so ideal for a beginner to surf. There's literally no people there. It's a tiny little wave and everybody's way out the back trying to catch bombs. Um, right. So you got that. And then you can also, in some places, maybe not in the picture that we show, but in a lot of places, the impact zone is actually, well, maybe not the true impact zone, like where the lip is falling through the air and hitting the water. But just after that, closer to the beach, is like the whitewater. water. Um, you know, you can play in there too, and, and that's a great place to practice your stand-ups and practice just being in the right spot of your board when you stand up. Standing up is not just like this black and white topic where you just stand up, but there's a right way and place to stand on your board. And whitewater's are a great place to practice finding that spot because there's just endless opportunities. Every wave eventually becomes whitewater and and you can use those little whitewaters as just your, your training grounds for, you know, finding that sweet spot of your board.
1: Um, Absolutely, great place to go from your still water training. Take it to the white water, you know, and just keep working your way up and and out and 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 don't feel pressure to go surf out there with with everybody else, you totally, know. Like, yeah. be smart about it. Go find the, you know, it, you can like you're saying. Every wave turns into a white water and dissipates as it gets to shore. So even on those days when it, it's way too big for you on the outside. You know, shift your focus to finding small waves that are under waist high. I think you say in here is a good rule of thumb to keep, you know, look out at the waves and if you see in and judge it off of a, a surfer standing up, make sure it's under waist high um, so that it's, you know, it's it's a little bit more mellow and. Uh, You know you have all that opportunity to take what you've learned from the still water and and practice 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 in the white water i mean that's how me and my pro grew up surfing for years all we did was do is ride white waters you know and every once in a while it'll it'll turn reform into a real wave and you'll get a little shot of open face clean water and it's it's like a it's a big deal
0: hell yeah that's such a good point i didn't even think of that but like that's that's how I got my first open face rides.
1: All right, uh, moving on. Point five.
0: Point five is how to be safe, and uh, I think I think anybody, well, any regular person with common sense will realize how dangerous surfing can really be, and it really only takes you by yourself going out there on your surfboard to see it. Never mind the crowds. Never mind other beginners. Um, there are dangers that exist. Uh, you know, like just. St- all over, one of them being your surfboard, um, especially in the ocean. So we got like three points that I could think of. And, and Coach Ev, if you got anything extra, I would like to hear it. But these are the three main ones that I kind of came up with that I, you know, hear myself saying all the time to people um, when we're starting off together, uh, you know, starting off a new series of classes together. And and number one is avoid the crowd. You know, it's it's just such an obvious thing. But I guess it's not so obvious because beginners just paddle straight to the middle of the crowd um, thinking, I guess, that that's the only place to get waves because that's where all the people are. And it's it just couldn't be further from the truth.
1: Right. They all flock to the same place. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's just a good way to to set yourself up for either failure or success you know if you if you're a beginner and paddling out to where everybody is then you're almost sure to have a very frustrating much more dangerous session and if you take the time and and you know talk to some some local people if you're new to the area you know you can just just talk to somebody who, who's like suited up just came in and just talk to him is it, hey is there is there another place that I can go that's a lot less crowded, that's a smaller wave, blah blah blah, and you know, you can you can find a better place. It's it's not it's not always the spot with the most people, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um it's so true. But uh and then so second point in in being safe is always 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 hold on to your surfboard and do not let being alone be a reason to not practice this safety tip you know like just because there's no one around you is not a good reason to not hold on your board you should really be acting like there's always someone around you there's always a reason to hold on to your board even if it's just to protect yourself if your board's in your hands it's much less likely to hit you you know right um so it's just something that you should always be practicing and it's also a kind of a point of a pride you know like holding on being able to control your board is not just being strong but it's knowing how to like use your board to your advantage and and you know push it through waves a certain way So it's when you hold on to your board at all times and you manage to get a session by without ever losing contact with your board that's something you should be proud of because not only does it take skill to do but it takes awareness and understanding of the ocean to be able to do it well especially as you get better and you start surfing in waves that are bigger and bigger because I mean we surf in waves all the time that are big enough to rip the board out of our hands no problem and, and we're not wearing a leash. But it's not because we're strong or anything like that. It's just because we know how to use our board in the ocean. And again, goes back to fundamentals, goes back to being able to do it in small waves first. And that's why hold on to your board, even if there's no one around you, even if the waves are small, even if you think there's no reason to do it, do it anyway.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's huge. You know, and you talk to any um, proficient or, or older surfers who's, who've been doing it for a long time or, or people that look up to these certain surfers and it's almost that's almost pretty high almost always really high on their list is like board control like it just it just screams that you either don't know what you're doing or you've been at this for a while and you care about the whole process you know of surfing is is when you you're not getting disconnected from your board you're not putting other people in in dangerous situations and it's 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 a huge pillar for good surfing. Um, holding on to your board.
0: Yep, yeah. It's one of those things that's not an actual like like thing that makes you an obviously better surfer, or maybe that's not the word, like uh visually someone maybe maybe an experienced surfer would. I mean, certainly me and Coach Ev will look at you and be proud of, of someone who was holding on to their board. But um it's it, it is it's what I'm trying to say is it's one of those things that makes you a better surfer. You know, holding on to your board is, is a, is a characteristic of a good surfer.
1: Right. It uh, leads you right into, you know, s- keeping, gaining momentum. So you're going through white waters and, and you're doing turtle rolls and you're not letting the, you know, you're doing them right. You're, you're teeing, you know, squaring up these waves and you're doing it right at the last minute and corkscrewing and getting right back on your board, as opposed to getting the board ripped out of your hands or letting it get ripped out of your hands, having a Pull your board in by the leash. Flip it around. You're just losing so much ground doing that. So if you're if you're focusing on holding onto your board, you'll see you know your sessions start actually uh, progressing in in a good way.
0: hmm Right on. All right. And so last last one of the ground rules in in how to be safe is uh, is covering your head. And um, the the reason for this is because we realize. That you can't always always hold on to your surfboard. There's gonna be times where the board just gets ripped out of your hand. And well, first of all, if that keeps happening, then perhaps you're in over your head, and then go in. But occasionally, you're gonna lose your surfboard. When that happens, your reflex should be to cover your head. And I think yeah, I think the best way to do it is by intertwining your fingers behind your head, squeezing your 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 temples with your forearms, and and you know pointing your elbows forward. But I think, you know, any way, any attempt at covering your head is a good one.
1: Right? Yeah, get get your arms and your hands in between you and and potentially the board. Uh, I see a lot of a lot of beginners like on the drop when they fall off their board, they're like. Uh, they're like trying to not get their hair wet or something <laughs> or like they keep their head up as long as they possibly can, and that's even before they get rolled by the white water and then the very first thing that they do is try to come up with their you know and get a breath when when in reality if if you've ever you know if you've ever seen somebody do that and get knocked in the head with their board then you you'd realize you know the way we do it is when we get rolled and we don't know where the board is and we have a feeling like the board might have shot up behind us or something is just to stay down for another one or two seconds get your hands up and over your head so that the first thing that breached the water is your hands and your forearms to protect protect your head from getting knocked and you know just training yourself to kind of stay down let the let the energy dissipate a little bit come up really anticipating that board to be either directly over the top of you or getting uh refracted back into you or even worse it could be you know up in the air and coming down so just it's it's a huge thing to train yourself to do uh and do it every single time
0: yep Yeah. Major, major one to keep in mind. And, and, and say like, I like reflex. I like the word reflex, like just the same way if the doctor taps your knee and your, your leg kicks, you know, if you lose your board, your hands go on your head, you know, and you cover. Um, all right. Point number six, which I guess it's, it kind of could have been another like rule of how to be safe, but it's just such a, it's just such a, big one it's so important and and that is never turn your back on the ocean absolutely um yeah i mean i don't even feel like we have to go into it it's just as simple as the title never turn your back on the ocean just don't do it if you're in the water (laughs) don't turn your back on the ocean Hell, don't even turn your back on the ocean when you're not in the water. Right, right. You know, I've seen plenty of plenty of uh bather get wiped off their feet. You know, just standing at the shoreline, not paying attention to the sea. And I'm sure many of you out there have too.
1: Absolutely, that was definitely one one of the first like things that my uncle taught us, and and even our grandparents. You know, they just just those were words. Never turn your back on the ocean. They've always kind of rung true in my head and like i hear i hear it all the time even when i'm in the water and i kind of start zoning out and forgetting you know kind of exactly what i'm doing um that's always kind of creeps back into my head which is which is a good one to, mm-hmm. to have ringing in your head
0: yeah for sure um all right so moving on from that quick one but super important is number seven and number seven thing that you should know as a beginner is that this isn't soccer or basketball or baseball. A surfer's field is moving. And uh, and that that goes back to kind of what you were saying before, Coach Ev, like how difficult the fundamentals can be just, just in still water, never mind the ocean. And the reason we say that is because, you know, the ocean's moving. You got waves coming in. You got water moving. It's like something that people don't even talk about but is happening is that while these waves these bands of energy coming towards the beach the water itself is also swirling around whether it's getting pulled into the nearest bay by the tide or the onshore wind is just pushing more water in than nor would normally be whatever it is there's factors that cause the water to move the waves are moving and and then all of us are out there scurrying around trying to be in position so you're on this playing field that is just so much more dynamic than any other sport in the world And that just, it just really kind of goes back and speaks to how important it is for you to have your basic skills, your fundamental skills on lock. You want those things so well that you can do a sitting turn in the trough of a wave on the peak of a wave. You could do it mid face. You could do it after you already committed to a wave and decided, no, you don't want it. You sit up and turn and stop at the same time. These fundamentals are just, they're huge and they're, they're, even bigger by the fact that you're trying to do them in a place that's just constantly moving and shifting and, and, and just, you know, no sitting turn, no, no prone turn, no paddling. It's never, none of them are ever going to be the same because they're always done in a different setting or situation.
1: Yeah. And and you speak to this in the article, but it's, it just, it really does help you manage your expectations when you, you remind yourself what you're dealing with. You know, you're dealing with the ocean. It's so powerful. It's, it's ever changing And that's the most difficult part of surfing, you know, just just dealing with Mother Nature and Mother Ocean on on her terms. You know, it's 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 a big ask. It's a big it's a big challenge. So, um, you know, even even us, we you know, we have we have days when we're really tuned in to that concept. And we also have days when we're not as tuned in to um, you know, the, the playing field moving at all times and, and when you're not tuned into it, it just makes it that much more difficult and that much more frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on to point number eight and that is there's surf help out there. And well, all you listening know this because you're listening to our, our podcast, this Coopcast Surf Education so keep tuning in and we'll just be bringing you uh all kinds of practice and training tips when you can't be in the water yourself. But yeah, there and and there is help out there though. Um from aside from just what we're putting out there, uh you know, on the Instagram and and through the the podcast. We also if you get to the website, you'll you can download that free uh ebook we have 10 ways to improve your surfing. So we're really trying to like put stuff out there to help people be safer, better, independent surfers um but there's one also major way to improve and that's just to have a coach with you um and someone right there on hand you know if you're a little more advanced maybe someone that films you and then you can you know re go over it together after the fact if you're more of a beginner someone that guides you and, and takes you out into the lineup and shows you where you can be sitting and how to position yourself for waves uh, these are major things that cut out so much time of you know guessing and trying to figure it out in your own and you know ask me how I know this (laughs) because I learned how to surf by just paddling out there and trying to figure it out for years and years and years and fortunately I was a kid so I had the patience and the the passion and the stoke to do it but I totally understand that as you get older in life you don't have that kind of time to dedicate years and years to the ocean and you just need to fast track it so find yourself a coach and preferably one that isn't going to touch you that's not going to push your board through the whitewater or push you into position or push you into the wave because those are the kind of things that like take away from you learning how to do it yourself and in actuality again speaking to the same stuff we've been saying for the past 30 minutes you know the easy part of surfing is riding and catching the wave so don't find a coach or an instructor that's just going to get you on waves that's what you want to learn how to do yourself you already know if, if if you don't you should know you can stand up and you can ride a wave. What you can't do as a beginner is position yourself for that wave and paddle out through the lineup. And those are the things you want to learn. So make sure that that's what you're learning in your sessions with your coach and your, or your instructor, um, because that's where the true
1: value is. Right, and the, and they'll respect you for that. You know, with when right. you tell them, please don't push me in the waves. Please don't reposition me on the takeoff. You know, like let's talk through these things. And let let me get your insight on them, and and let me get your eyes on them, you know. So, you know, when when people are getting pushed into waves, they they think that they're or the instructor thinks that they're doing them a favor, but they're actually doing them a disservice, making them think that they, you know, that they're even ready for for that, you know, for for catching waves like that and standing up on waves when they really should be focusing on. All this other surfing fundamentals, paddling through the inside and holding onto your board and what you do at the end of the wave. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and I really like what you said there before we move on. Just like they'll respect you for it. They absolutely will because they are real surfers. They catch waves. They know how to position themselves. So any beginner that's like, hey, that's the part I want to learn how to do too, that's going to be like a welcomed like incredible like thing to be heard by an instructor that's like wow you really know what you're you really want to learn how to surf don't you right (laughs) so uh yeah i love that all right and uh moving on to point number nine um (laughs) i'm gonna have to explain myself about this one but i'm just gonna put it out there right now surfing mostly sucks (laughs) and um i catch myself saying this all the time to people when we're having a bad session or it's not a great time because it's true and um I've learned how over the years to kind of deal with that fact, you know, like I have I have so many sessions where they don't go great or, you know, I see tubes out there and I don't get a single one of them while everyone else is. And, you know, it's just that little statement that I kind of laugh to myself about in my sessions or with my clients that surfing mostly sucks. It's It's just so much work. You do so much to get yourself onto those waves between checking beaches and checking forecasts. And then finally, once you get to the beach you like and see the waves you think you want to ride, you still have to paddle out and you still have to position yourself and and you still have to jockey with the crowd to get those waves. So there's a lot going into surfing before you finally get to taste that reward, the taste the good part. And so when you remind yourself that surfing mostly sucks, it helps you just readjust your expectations and remember, like, you know, this isn't all great. You don't just get to have a great feeling from surfing and 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 it's actually a good thing because if it was that easy and it was that good everybody could do it and it'd be a lot harder to get waves
1: (laughs) right it's it is good i mean there's it's always going to be it's just a never-ending learning curve you know with, with surfing as as soon as you think you got it dialed then you go to a new break and you feel like a kook all over again (laughs) <laughs> um, so it's just like I mean, but that's that's what we look forward to. It's like surfing is a is a lifestyle, it's a way of life. It's something that we're gonna be doing as long as we possibly can if if we can't stand up anymore, then we're gonna be we're laying down on boogie boards and getting pushed into the beach. you know it's just something so special about spending time in the water the how challenging it is, and that's that sweet taste of reward when you finally when it all comes together i mean it's it's always it's it 's always worth it um, so just man manage those expectations, keep that little mantra coach chris 's <laughs> mantra in your head, and it 'll like like he says it 's always better it's always better than having to just go sweat it out at the gym might as well throw on a suit and <laughs> And do, you know, get beat up by some white waters, get a couple decent waves, and, and you just walk away feeling like 10 times better than you did when you entered the water.
0: Hell yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, and take it as a, as a positive thing. It's not meant to be a negative thing. Surfing mostly sucks. It's just a reminder, like, you know, if you if you paddle out expecting to get 20 tubes, when you get two, you're gonna be all bummed out. So it's just a reminder to manage your expectations. Absolutely. Um, hey guys, if there's anything we can add to this article, you should go check it out. Tell us what you think. Look at some of our visuals, look at some maybe extra pictures, or let us know if you think there should be some extra pictures in there that would help you understand something. We're going to piece it together a little bit more as we go on, but we'd love to hear from you. So get over to the surfcontinuum.com and check out the blog. It's uh, one of our latest articles titled Nine Things Every Beginner Surfer Should Know and uh and if you're not subscribed to the kook cast you're kooking get on itunes get on stitcher player fm spotify I'm pretty sure every one of those has a subscribe button and if they don't that's all right you can just leave us a great review we will take that too
1: hell yeah i appreciate you guys tuning in that was a good one coach we'll talk soon right on coach
0: you yeah.